From the mysterious to the utterly vicious, everything is fair game. This is the Kildam with Comedy Podcast, featuring true crime, amazing events, conspiracies, unsolved mysteries, and an array of weird and wonderful topics, all for your enjoyment. You're welcome. And that proves that even people that you would trust with your life can, at some point, go fucking crazy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Kildam with Comedy Podcast, episode 31, the show where two comedians attempt to talk about serious-ish subjects in a not-so-serious manner. I am your comedic babyface, Katie Hink, and I'm joined by Nathan Parrish, as always. Before we get going, I'm just going to run through a few of my quick little plugs and pass over to Nathan to do the same. Um, I should have brought the window up. Here it is. So this Thursday at the Queen's Head, I will be in Wolverley um, with a Kidderminster uh, for the Kings and Queens Comedy Night. July 18th is part of Bushfest, sorry. I'll be at um, uh, the Holly Bush Art Centre, or just the Bush, as it's normally known. 8.35pm is my slot. I believe Nathan has a slot for that as well. We'll find that in a sec. And then I'm at Glass Eye Comedy at the Royal George in Ipswich on the 6th of August at 8pm. That's going to be a long journey for me. I'm going to get the coach, but I'm going to stay in a really cheap hotel. Hopefully I won't die. I probably won't. It'll be fun. <laughs> no, nah, hotels are okay, unless they've yeah. got cockroaches and things like that. It's bugs that I'm more worried about than people breaking into a shitty hotel. And the bugs, you know, free meals at least as well. Oh, and Christ. Pe- people complain about finding needles and stuff. Free drugs, man. Just It's all free gifts. Whatever you find, they're all free gifts. <laughs> no, they're not free gifts. Don't, don't take the needles and inject yourself, guys. Don't, don't inject really. yourself with used needles, people. No. Take the drugs out <laughs> and put it in a new needle. Yes. <laughs> But how about yeah, yourself? Now we'll cook it. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Good choice of words there. Yeah. Uh, if if you uh, if you're interested in listening to a uh, audio sketch show, then post apocalyptic metal treehouse still exists. It's written, directed, and performed entirely by one man, me. Um, Sexy man. But it's actually pretty good. It takes a long time to make an episode because I do put a hell of a lot of effort into it. We've we've run the gamut. We've had um, uh, in the first episode a superhero who falls on hard times and ends up uh, ends up falling through the cracks of the system. We've got a dangerous octogenarian pervert and his uh, his sidekick friend. We've got octogenarian a crazy like eighty year old something. Yeah, 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 cool. yeah. I know words. We've got, um, yeah, we've got uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, a crazy version of Alice in Wonderland, where it's all <laughs> just an Australian exploitation movie. Basically, <laughs> we've got it all all going on. It's 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 never ending. There's even a sketch where literally someone is is just picking a peri a, a peri tree, a, picking a cherry tree while it is having enormously loud orgasms as they as they pulled the cherries off that is one of my favorite sketches it's just that sounds amazingly obvious. horrendous like in a good well, yeah, way well, in a th- great way i think, mean yeah th- yeah think about it like it, it, if, if a hedge yeah a, a cherry is the seed of the plant isn't it so like yes as you pull it off it's basically having sex so like i imagine in my mind, if a tree can feel when it's getting its cherries plucked, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's a good feeling. <laughs> that could be such a great bit on stage as well. To be fair, yeah, that could yeah, work yeah but so well. 
Yeah, I've got I've got to try and make it work work there as well. But I think it's already in the sketch show, so that's fine. <laughs> but anyway, if you want to listen to that, it's on Post Apocalyptic Metal Treehouse. I turn the camera to show you the logo. In fact, I will turn the camera to show you logo. There it is. There it is. Look, look, look at that. There you go. Look at that. I made that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have created this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, check out Post Apocalyptic Metal Treehouse on SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, YouTube. Stitcher, iTunes, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Did say YouTube, didn't I? Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's really good, and I know I'm not selling that exactly particularly well. It's just <laughs> because I'm fucking absolutely annihilated after endless weeks of of constant removals work. So That's people stop you've buying week, houses. You've been telling me for a few weeks that you've had like you've had a busy like yeah. block of weeks, like haven't you? Yeah. Man. Yeah. Again, people stop buying houses. You don't need to move. Just stop. Or, or just buy a slightly cheaper house and then just throw out all the stock and then just put new stuff. But someone's still going to have to deliver it. Yeah. Again. Either way. Yeah. And it won't be you. So. Exactly. Exactly. Fucking. <laughs> so tired. Anyway. Um. Yeah. We're 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 here and we're alive and that's all that matters. What's up with but- you, Carl? Well, the main thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go bish, bash, bosh. I haven't got a rhyme to go with Atlas Roller titles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, anyway. That works, so, that works. So what? It is your turn this time around, then. We're with our new mm. format, where we jump straight in, do like a little list kind of thing at the moment. I'm sure that probably won't stick forever, because we'll probably run out of things. You know, you can probably... Oh, it's always list- a good idea. Yeah, it's a good idea to yeah. have, like... Big chunky subjects now, every now and then, little chunky subjects now and then. Yeah, there's one coming up. I can definitely, I can definitely one coming up. But please tell us what the thing is today, don't you? Today is all about Nazi death weapons. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're going, we're going hardcore, old school, crazy here. We're going the, you know, realistically the worst people in the world, Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with 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 Nazis comes incredibly cool pieces of equipment and technology. Oh yeah, and that's and that's how Elon Musk exists because because <laughs> of the Russian, the not Russian, yeah. the German rocket engineers that America bought out in the fifties. Oh yeah, like the whole Project Paperclip, isn't it? Like most of NASA oh, is basically yeah. like came from like uh, Nazi Germany. Was yeah, it, yeah. Was it? Well, back then. Less so now. Brennan, less so or... now. Well, yeah, no, not so. Why well, you don't know? You don't know. Yeah. Be shocked if so, because they'd be old. Yeah. So. <laughs> but we have we have uh, three realistically things that we're going to talk about, but one of them's a little double up. But I'm going to start with if I can find the goddamn words. I'm just going to dance right here. Podcast people can't hear this, but you could probably hear the awesomeness coming from my dance. For everyone else, it's the actual good. sound is my chair creaking, but, you know. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it wasn't that good. That's way too intense for what I was doing. I was basically doing the equivalent of the Conan hips thing. But <laughs> I can only go from, like, nipples up at the moment still. Right, I'm going to send you a quick picture. Because... Oh, that's a penis. This that's is... a penis. 
Yeah, and now I'm going to send you the other picture. Okay. <laughs> I thought I'd be in a... I know, it's Hitler. <laughs> okay. I'm going to send it to... Come on, fucking stupid phone. There we go. Right, you should have it now. Okie dokie. Is this Facebook or... Oh, I... what? Facebook okay. indeed, yep, 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 yep. Uh, let's... That's... Download that. It will be coming up. So tell us a bit about this and just while I'm getting it up. So this is what we're going to be talking about first of all is the Messerschmitt ME163 Comet, which That's is an amazing a, name straight away. Yeah, it's it was a a German interceptor aircraft designed for point defense, and it is the only rocket powered fighter aircraft to ever have been operational okay that thing is a actual rocket ship <laughs> okay <laughs> okay i mean <laughs> i mean so looking at a fucking rocket ship yeah the first piloted aircraft of any type to exceed 1,000 kilometers per hour in uh, level flight or 621 meters, miles per hour, designed by Alexander Lipisch. Is, <laughs> its performance and aspects of its design were unprecedented. German test pilot Heine Dittmar in early 1944 reached 1130 kilometers per hour or 700 miles per hour an official an unofficial uh, flight airspeed record unmatched by turbojet powered aircraft for almost a decade so i mean that's fucking fast isn't it like, that's, that's, it i'm is trying to think of ludicrous. yeah so i mean basically that would that happened in 1944 in 1954 they were just about on the verge of um well I, yeah then then they would have had um the british is it the british thunderbolt or the lightning one of the ones which is ridiculously fast even yeah. to this day it just sort of it can take off by going like forwards a little bit and then just goes whoop and up and it's out it's fucking insane but this thing this thing was was the grandfather of all that craziness and yeah, also yeah. as we were mentioning before the grandfather of all of the rocketry because this is the same rocket propellants and stuff that they would use in v1 rockets and stuff like that but this time with a person in the cockpit like <laughs> when you say v1 rockets i'm guessing that's literally like a rocket you shoot at someone yeah, yeah, and then you yeah, got the okay. V2s. Like the V1 rocket was was almost like a little a plane, and it would have like a, a central column and then two wings coming out either side, and they just fill it up with enough fuel to get it across there, and then it would just fall down to the ground. And then you get the V2s, yeah. or was it that? Well, though the V2s, and then there's the V3s. The V3s are the ones which are literally the straight up rockets, and they just launch up and then boom, straight back down. And they were the, the precursor to intercontinental ballistic missiles. Or Wait, why would you ever want to do that? Why would you ever want to shoot a rocket up just for it to fall back down on you? Oh, not, no, not to fall back down on you. It was launched oh, up okay. and then would would travel over to the target. They're not just oh, going, so ah, yes, fire. But I've seen out of, um, what is it, Grown Ups, I think it is, the Adam Sandler film, where he shoots the arrow into the sky and just wakes yeah. and just lands in the foot. Yeah. <laughs> All I went through my mind then. So, um, 
So it's operational history. The initial test deployment of the ME-163A to acquaint prospective pilots with the world's first rocket-powered fighter occurred with... Oh, my God, I can't read that. <laughs> what, is it with, what is it with Germans, right, and having words that are, like, 18 fucking syllables long? This is... I, I assume right, it's because... I've always thought this. I assume like it's one of those... Um... There's languages. I really should know because, like, because obviously, yeah. like I said, there's German in me. Like, the, but uh, fuck knows. But I assume they have <laughs> like it's like Welsh. They have a lot less um, letters in their language. Oh no, they've got a lot more. Um, <laughs> yeah, got a lot of random ones. To be fair, yeah. It, this 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 le- yeah. this entire word is spelt E R P R O B U N G S K O M M A N D O. And I'm pretty sure it's pronounced. Are you sure? Erprobungskamando. <laughs> I'll go with that. That's only right to me. Yeah. Um, but basically, they 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 were the uh, the service test unit, and uh, yeah, they departed. Um, the day after an RAF bombing raid on the area on the 17th of August, 1943, moving southwards to the base of Anklam near the Baltic coast. Their stay was brief as a few weeks later, they were placed in Northwest Germany based in the military airfield at Bad Schweichenhahn from August of 1943 to Now This is not the information I was trying to fucking copy down. God damn it. I feel yes, like it's okay. hard to say most German words, like especially like no, you know when is. you're talking about like you know weaponry and just anything. It's just hard to say without it sounding angry. It just sounds yeah. angry. There's a there's a whole what meme hungry? out there which is just like um, "Das ist mein Nebelwerfer." It werfs nebels, and uh, <laughs> a navel <laughs> is is a missile, and it's it's literally just like this this thing. It's a my navel werfer. It verfs navels. That is my flammen werfer. It verfs flammen. It's like there's a very simple process to the way that the uh, the German language works. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of the words are very similar to um, English because I don't know why a lot yeah. of people that I know seem to have an interest in trying to in learn in German. Different variants because it's guess. it's because it's fairly easy. That's probably okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm having myself a Copperberg, by the way. Yeah. I'm not drinking it's alcohol the, um, tonight. How dare you? It's I the um, <laughs> I got, strawberry I got, and lime. I got wasted like um about four or five days ago, and I just haven't oh, yeah. like, even drank a little bit since then. Like, yeah, I got like, I quite that. wasted. But uh, it was quite annoying because I spent money, finally, on getting that new Tiki Captain Morgan's one that I've got, the mango and pineapple one. I haven't seen that. Oh, it's so nice, but don't buy it because it's more expensive nah. than a normal rum, which is like thirty-seven point five percent, and this is like twenty percent. Oh, bull, bull! Yeah, that's that's just fucking. You just drink that out of the bottle. Um, fucking annoying, man. I was. I, yeah. I didn't realize till halfway down the bottle that made it even worse as well. <laughs> <laughs> Me thinking, oh, I'm becoming a man. I am. I can handle like. The, the, I'm not getting any of the alcoholic taste. Oh, okay. That's why. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Because yeah, it's basically a strong wine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's more expensive than this. Oh. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, so uh, as the Erpo Bungs Commando 16 unit commenced small scale combat operations with the Messerschmitt 163B in May 1944. 
The ME-163B's unsurpassed velocity was something Allied fighter pilots were at a loss to counter. So, like, we're talking about people dealing with fucking propeller planes. Oh, and, oh, and then yeah. out of the blue, a that, fucking yeah. rocket ship shoots past them. Yeah, like, I didn't even think about that, because back then it was yeah. still, like, the classic planes and that, yeah? Yeah. Like, the they Second haven't World even War, moved on to jets at this point, yeah. for the most part. Like, the Germans had, had worked on jet technology, and they had a couple of jet fighters, but I don't think the Allies had one by that point. And maybe they did, and I can't be sure. Maybe, like, a few and nowhere near enough to be really effective, because you never hear about that, really. Yeah. I'm not against I, something like this. Now, you always hear about, like, the dogfights, don't you? Like, because it was the Second World War, which is, like, primarily, they said, fought in, like, the sky and that. And it's, like yeah. I said, all the old propeller planes and that, yeah. And it, yeah, I didn't yeah. think about that part of it. So, um, the comets attacked singly or in pairs, often even faster than the intercepting fighters could dive. A typical ME-163 <laughs> tactic was if to we fly said die, vertically. Then. Yeah. <laughs> was to fly quicker vertically. than they could die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, don't get me wrong. I mean, they're going to die. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> a, uh, a typical ME-163 uh, tactic was to fly vertically upward through the bombers at 9,000 metres. So, literally, these bombers are cruising along, along at 9,000 metres in the air. And then just literally between them, it's just <laughs> right up between yeah, them, yeah. out of nowhere. Um yeah, climbed to 10,700 to 12,000 metres, then dived through the formation again, firing as they went. This approach afforded the pilot two brief chances to fire a few rounds from his cannons before gliding back to his airfield. The pilots reported it was possible to make four passes on a bomber, but only if it was flying alone. <laughs> you know, so, so it wasn't the most like um, precise thing then? Oh, no, no, it, no, it was basically just ka-chunk, bang, and yeah. you're just off and, and running. Um, it sounds like glider pilots, yeah, glider pilots, this is the thing, glider pilots were the uh, preferred trainees using the, whatever, with a 6 metres, 20-foot wingspan to mimic the ME-163 handling characteristics. Training included gunnery practice with a machine pistol mounted in the glider nose, as the cockpit was unpressurized, Gee, the operational I... <laughs> ceiling was limited by what the pilot could endure for several minutes while breathing oxygen from a mask without <laughs> losing consciousness. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you now, okay. <laughs> so they were essentially just in the open, just doing this, just nothing, yeah. no protection whatsoever. <laughs> the wow. only people in the sky more insane than the people flying this fucking Messerschmitt were the kamikaze pilots flying into the side of fucking yep. ships. The only people. Fucking you know. hell. I hope they were drugged up at least. You've got to hope. So. Although, actually, that is something that the uh, Nazi officers all had methamphetamine in their um, first aid packs. <laughs> it does not surprise me at all. I know Hitler had some random concoction, and we all know the kamikazes were all doped up. So. Oh, yeah. 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 Excuse me. Fucking you know. hell. That's, so, that's a whole other level to it. <laughs> Yeah, pilots had to undergo altitude chamber training to harden them against the rigours of operating in the thin air of the stratosphere <laughs> without a pressure suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Including special low-fibre diets that were prepared for pirates, pilots, 
<laughs> as gas as gas in the in gastrointestinal tract would expand rapidly during ascent. So there's a chance, there's a chance if you're just on the verge of doing, ripping a huge fart and you get in one of these things, you're just going to empty your bowels the entire way up. Oh, that have to be part of their, <laughs> like, chain reaction. Before they do it or something, <laughs> you have to be. Yeah, don't, you have to fart before you press the go on the machine. Otherwise you will just empty yourself out and it will, it will look like string cheese gone horribly wrong. Just don't do this. Just they'll have to have a massive dump beforehand as well. They basically go through the same training the porn stars do to do, to do anal scenes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a lot of kegels. Yeah. Just, just kegels and squats, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's amazing. It's not it's I, I'm not gonna be shocked at all to learn that these were not used that much. Weren't weren't that yeah. effective, but were kind of awesome still. It it was it's basically a shock tactic more than anything mm, else. They didn't mm. make a huge number of them. They were incredibly difficult to fly and to land and all this kind of stuff. And what a machine, though, man. What a fucking machine. Let's have a look at that again. Because it is so far ahead of, like, well, I mean, it's even got a little propeller on the front, which surely can't do fuck all. Look at that tiny propeller on the front. A tiny little thing. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Here's where it, it, it gets fucked up. Because Allied fighter pilots soon noted the short duration of the powered flight. It's a rocket engine. Okay? You've only got a very limited amount of fuel in a rocket engine, and then you're done. And that's what they relied on. They'd fly up, they'd fly down, they'd fly up, they'd fly down, and then they'd just glide back, hence the glider training. Now... They would wait, and when the engine exhausted, the Allied fighters would wait, and once the engine exhausted its propellant, pounce on the unpowered comet. However, the comet was extremely maneuverable in gliding flight. Another Allied method was to attack the fields the comet operated from and strafe strafe them after the ME-163s landed. Due to the skid-based landing gear system, the comet was immobile until the... Uh, tractor could back the trailer up to the nose of the aircraft, pace its two rear arms under the wing panels, and jack up the trailer. So look, basically, yeah, you can just—they're sitting ducks. If you follow them back to the airbase, and they don't have enough air cover to, to cover it, those MEs are just yeah, toast. Just there. Yeah, yeah, it makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah, and it's not like they can attack you while they're gliding back in. You're like, yeah, okay, they may be maneuverable out there, but so's a fucking Spitfire. And the Spitfire now has a distinct power advantage over the Messerschmitt. So, again, like very much a sort of precision based weapon. And you're going to come across that a lot in these so far. The Germans seem to come up with an idea and want it to very specifically aim at one very, very specific task. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. um,. Actually, oh, I might have to include that now instead. God damn it. <laughs> this is this is interesting. Okay, in fact, I'll tell you what, we'll go straight on to the next one because the measurement is fascinating, but but we've sort of sort of got to the end of yeah, yeah. how interesting it can be in, unless you go into like aerodynamics and how it's all put together and stuff like that. In fact, there is there is one thing that I do need to say about its development. Where is it? See, I was quite surprised because I thought you were going to say as well that it was like a once you used up the rocket the one time, like maybe it was built around the rocket, so that was it. You couldn't use it again either. 
well, this is the thing, fact. right? Yeah, this is this is exactly what I'm about to uh, to talk about. Yeah, so the designers plan to use the um, Walter R1203 cold engine. So okay. essentially, you know how like most rockets are, you know, probably relatively stable now in comparison. Like they use a lot of um simple f- fuels like of uh, just a, a mix of hydrogen and oxygen and all you get out the other side is water and um, provided you got yeah. it all contained everything's fine well it wasn't quite like that in the early days of rocketry so instead they used a different kind of propellant which they'd been working on for a while but the propellant was so corrosive that in its base form, without being lit, it could liquefy human flesh. Oh, Jesus. Okay, you fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so this thing is filled with a highly explosive, highly corrosive reactive chemical, and they've just strapped a German pilot to the end of it and said, yep. off you go and hunt things. <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't got to worry about it just blowing up either like because if it gets shot that's the first thing you'd think could blow up but one shot might not do that but one shot could very yeah. easily go through and just leak things into another part and then i mean the sooner whole than thing, it splashes on you yeah it's 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 brutal mate like this again like there's 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 a a very good reason why health and safety happens to exist <laughs> after a while. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can also, exp- I can also totally imagine that the um, Nazis were not the most health and safety conscious, conscious. people in the world. No, yeah. no, no, they didn't really care about that whole thing. No, They're more no. of a sort of flying by the seat of your pants type um, nation. <laughs> they, they, like, because I know some of the stuff like that they have like made and that, and some of the little random stuff they did, and like they were all into the occult and stuff. That they really were so experimental with like, all this yeah. shit they were trying. I mean, you have to be experimental to fucking go against the world twice. You know, lose once and then go against it twice. I know it was a different party, but it was still a lot of things that went into this, the people that went to the same party. It all bleeds over, you know. Yeah, they 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 all there were people who who were very happy to see World War Two happen because they they got an opportunity to fight back. It was the, um, I heard about this. Was, <clears throat> it, the, was it that Treaty of Versailles or no? That's something else. It, it might have been a Treaty of Versailles or something like that, where basically like Germany had like nothing. Like they had they had to pay even more money after the First World War, and that's what they said why a lot of hatred towards like. The Western world was still there, and why it was so easy for Hitler to start World War Two, basically. Yeah, yeah. Oh, before I forget, there's another bit. This is the bit I was looking for earlier. Right. So, the fuel system was particularly troublesome, as leaks incurred during hard landings easily caused fires and explosions. Oh. Metal fuel lines <laughs> and fittings, which failed in unpredictable ways, were used as this would was the best technology available. So... You know how the Challenger um, ship um, rocket came apart because of a one faulty O-ring? Yeah. Yeah. They're basically made of faulty O-rings. Okay. <laughs> like, this entire thing is just designed by people who have no idea what they're fucking doing. The major um, part of that is, like, generally, in any kind of, like, you know, 
battle scenario or like a dogfight, you know, like in the air. Once you're out of it, obviously it was on about, you know, once you landed and all that, but generally the pilot themselves, once they were landing, they were like, okay, I'm in the clear, I'm good. I yeah, can get out, yeah. I can run away. Yeah, they might blow up the thing after, but I'm good. They could die yeah. just as easy, probably easier from the sound of it, just from landing. Yeah. Just kaboom, okay, everything is bang. <laughs> <laughs> well, everything's good, why am I wet? Oh shit, I'm melting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, both fuel and oxidizer were toxic and required extreme care when loading in the aircraft. Yet there were occasions where comets exploded on the tarmac from the propellant's hyper hyperjolic nature. Both propellants were clear fluids and different tanker trucks were used for delivering each propellant to a particular comet aircraft. Um, for safety purposes, it left the immediate area of the aircraft following its delivery and capping off the Comet's fuel tanks from a rear-located dorsal fuselage filling up point just ahead of the Comet's vertical stabiliser. So basically, yeah, they, they've got... They're so they've prone got all to blow this, up. They're so prone to blow up that they fill yeah. them up and run, basically. Yeah. It's like, fill it up, go away, leave it. <laughs> run. Has it exploded? <laughs> no, everything is fine. Send the next truck. <laughs> oh, that's amazingly terrible. <laughs> yeah. The corrosive nature of the liquids, especially for the T-stuff oxidizer, required special protective gear for the pilots who, to help prevent explosions. The engine and propellant storage and delivery systems were frequently and thoroughly hosed down and flushed with water run through the propellant tanks and rocket engines propellant systems before and after flight to clean out any remnants. Again, another problem with Nazi technology is everything, and I do mean everything, is so tight on the tolerances that if you fuck it up slightly with a bad bit of maintenance, everything's fucked. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Did you know about the King Tiger tank? The One of the, the biggest tanks that the Germans made. Oh, it tanks, was, no, no. Yeah, fucking huge. If you see um, Fury at all, yeah. have you ever seen Fury? That's, I haven't, but it's that's one I've always tiger. wanted to. Yeah. There's a tiger tank in that where they're, they're fighting it and they're sort of having to shoot across the field and go around the back because the only place they could penetrate the back of a tiger tank, what would penetrate a tiger tank, was at the back of it. So you'd have to drive towards this thing that would just cap you one after another, just boom, that's one dead, boom, that's another dead. Boom, Is that why, like, every dead. freaking tank that you fight in every game, you have to get to, to the task to to blow it up basically basically yeah 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 and the king tiger the king tiger was such a fucking big and terrifying tank but it had one huge weakness the cold oh okay no if you turn no no if you turned the engine off in the cold in a tiger tank it would not turn back on again because it's such a big piece of stuff that it needs to be constantly... Because, like, not kept. even that. Because the tolerances were so small within the engine, like literally less than a millimeter, that as the engine f- like condensed around the pistons, the piston heads would no longer move. And so it would just literally freeze still. You couldn't start the diesel engine. Okay. It's like, how, I, I don't understand how you wouldn't just notice that and then, you know, like straight away when you're building it and then just think, oh, we'll make it just a tiny bit wider or something. It's already, you're making, you're purposely yeah. making a giant tank already. Just make it a tiny yeah. bit bigger, give it space. Because 
because again they just they just didn't they didn't think of it in that kind of way it was all about how can we make this the best tank the perfect piece of engineering and then the russians came along they were like we're just going to make a shitload of tanks like shit tons of tanks have you ever seen how like t-34s were literally coming off the production um, tracks unpainted they just put a primer coat on them and put a tank team in them and just drive them straight onto the battlefield one after another after another after another after another just multiple tanks every single not out of needing it either just doing it anyway yeah, and and the, the oh, thing is, the German tanks were, were invading, but of course, the Russians just kept making more. So as one German tank got destroyed, they'd have to send another one all the way from fucking Germany, and of course, it was a it was a slow thing to build a German tank. Meanwhile, the Russians have made fifty in the time it's taken them to make one goddamn Tiger tank. It's it's unreal, man. Unreal. Whoa! Nearly threw that all over the place. Was it the um? I, I forget if it was the Germans or the Russians, but um, I know there was one, wasn't it? Didn't they train um their dogs or something to go and blow up oh, yeah. or something? But they didn't that think about so the fact stupid. that if they, they trained they... them on their own Russian T thirty fours and they didn't train them on the German tanks, so they just ran straight underneath their own tanks. I mean, that's a whole <laughs> nother level of stupidity. That is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Fucking amazing level of stupidity. Yeah, it gets it gets better. It gets better. What we're going to do now is take a little trip to the world of enormous fucking guns. I think I know where you're going with this. Is it enormous guns that? Is it like a giant gun and a train had a baby? (laughs) <laughs> it is, yes. Yeah, I know where we're going. <laughs> yes, we're going to Schwera Gustav, which I will also send you a picture of because it's just, it's nice to see this big yeah. fucking terrifying thing. Um, <laughs> that's the one I'll send you because that one is it firing, which is oh, okay. perfect. There we go. Right, I've sent you the image. Hopefully that should open fairly okay. easily. Yeah, I've just heard it come through. Okay, so what what was this called again? Schwerer Gustav. Or also known in English as Heavy Gustav. <laughs> okay, the picture has come through. I'm just saving it now. You can kind of see the people on it as well, so you can get an idea of how big it is. Even though I feel like yeah. it doesn't quite give it justice, so it's still... It will once you sort of figure out how much power these things had. Because, yeah. Um, okay, it's just coming up now. This, this is the one that I'm just chucking in here because we've only got a few bits of information on this. It's Yeah. Yeah. So that is the Schwerer Gustav. It was a railway gun. So... That entire thing that you see there is the same size as a large freight train. And the cannon on top of it has a, has a diameter <laughs> of 31.5 inches. Trying to think of something that would be similar to that. 
there's nothing similar to that. Like there, there the are manhole there cover, are, maybe. Yeah, there are guns on on ships that don't even match that. Like, don't get close to the size of that big bastard. For example, the um, it was developed in the late 1930s. Uh, for the explicit purpose of destroying the main forts of the French Ma- uh, Magnon line or Maginot line, I don't know, Maginot line, the Maginot line, that's what it is. Um, the strongest fortifications in existence at the time. The fully assembled gun weighed nearly 1,350 tons. Fucking hell, I got another photo of it from the other side. Look here, yeah, fucking hell, look at that. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, it's it's not beast. the size of one railway. It's the size of two railways because it had oh, to have shit, two yeah. fucking rails next to it to get it. Through. Oh, is this? Yeah, did it have to have like its own rail built? Like, so to get it to places, it had to put their own a rail certain, down, wasn't it? Which yeah, is why basically, it was, like, so yeah. ineffective. Yeah, because it was literally just used for one purpose. Again, like precision engineering for one very specific purpose, no matter what the cost. Which is such a stupid way to run your empire. But you know, but anything gets shot on got, I imagine, got fucking obliterated. Oh, absolutely destroyed. <sighs> the size of the shells it fired weighed seventy, uh, no, seven tons. Fucking hell, <laughs> seven <laughs> tons. That's like as a small HGV. That is like someone yeah. firing a a a hard fucking connected lorry at you non-articulated lorry that is what that is if i remember correctly they were like they were like they were bigger than a person weren't they were like i'm trying i was trying to have a look then oh a lot bigger yeah 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 Yeah. and and they um they had a range of 47 kilometers now not only that not only that but the caliber and the size of the explosion required to fire that shell was so big that every single time they fired it, they had to change the caliber of the round they were firing. Right. As they fired the first shell, the explosion was so large, it would actually expand the size of the barrel. Oh, fucking hell, okay. So then the next round they loaded had to be about one to two inches bigger than the previous round. And then they'd fire another one. And again, it had to be one or two inches bigger than the previous round. And then they had to replace the entire barrel. That's what I was going to say. Like, how is that going to not just destroy yourself after a few? But the then, Jesus, okay. Yeah. Like that is that is the the weird level we're talking, and, and again this weirdness with tolerances because like they would have had to figure that out, they would have had to figure out the the expansion on the barrel each shot and then adjust for it with the next caliber round. Yeah, it, it seems like less that like you so know, figuring German. out just yeah less figuring it out <laughs> just more trying to deal with the problem that occurred from it, pretending that it was meant like that, you know. Basically, yeah. Every yeah. single one of these is just the epitome of like somebody that's high as fuck, just coming up with crazy ass fucking weapons for yeah, the time as well. It is, and there's no, there's never been a gloriously stupid super weapon since the Nazis, <laughs> and they really know how to take it somewhere. They really know how to go fucking crazy with it. But 
Yeah, we just have all these quiet chemical weapons nowadays, like um, the Putin yeah. one, I forget what it is now. Novachok. Uh, Novachok, yeah. I was going to say Novocaine with that, but that's the dentist stuff. And yeah. a really good Fallout Boy song too. Okay. Oh, God. Okay, so here we go. Here's the size of the ammunition. I've found it exactly, right? So the length of each shell was 11 feet. Okay, now. <laughs> okay. The weight of the high explosive shell, because remember, there is a high explosive one as well as an armor piercing. What the fuck isn't that shell going to <laughs> yeah, pierce? For fuck's that. sake. <laughs> Um, anything that would just bounce off. But... Yeah, I know. But no, apparently they need to upgrade that shit to have just a giant chunk of steel fall out the sky on you. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the, the high explosive round weighed 4,800 kilograms. The armor piercing 7,100 uh, 7, kilograms. Muzzle velocity on the high explosive was 820 meters per second. That's yeah. <laughs> it's stupid. It's stupid. We're talking Fast. like in where yeah, way beyond the speed of sound. Like just okay. got a bam. Yeah. Uh the maximum range was forty-eight kilometers, as we said, thirty miles. The explosive miles. weight wow, that's, that's quite good though, to be fair. Yeah. The explosive why, uh... weight of the high explosive round was 700 kilograms of TNT. <laughs> it's just great that they're using TNT as well. I swear, isn't that, like, just known to be super unstable too? Yeah. Like, really <laughs> unstable. Well, <laughs> actually, it's because TNT is, TNT is the, the sort of the basis that they judge everything else on because it's, like, the base explosive that everyone knows how, you know, what it does. They go, like, that's why nukes are... Um, 50 megatons, they are 50 megatons equivalent of oh. TNT. Oh, okay, I never realized that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they may not have been specifically using TNT, it's just that's how they measure this. That's yeah, that's how they measure the explosive, okay. the explosive that's... radius. One tiny um, thing that's better about this, I guess. Yeah, but then now design. the effect of, yeah, sorry, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. The, the, the effect <laughs> of the different shells, right. The crater size left by the high explosive round was 9.1 meters or 30 feet wide. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a house, just a whole house. Just. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to lie. I just expected it would be bigger, but at the same time, that makes sense when I actually think of it realistically. Oh, yeah. That's that's also that's not the explosive area. That's the crater size. That's the initial oh, just... explosive area. O okay. Outside of that, okay. you then get the shock wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the penetration of the armor armor piercing round was seven meters of concrete. Fucking hell! <laughs> so it was going well, bam straight through anything, man. <laughs> I suppose yeah, that's just literally designed to just pierce straight into buildings, isn't it? Rather than yeah, just blow yeah. the buildings yeah, so outside, just go straight in and then blow up or whatever. Yeah, or not even blow uh, up. That's the thing. Well, just Once whatever. You've got yeah, an just... armor-piercing round going at that speed, like all of the stuff it takes with it is what's going to kill everyone inside the building. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <True. laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> and that's that is. The, the the quick little tale of Schwera Gustav. Because that brings us quite neatly 
into what they were going to do next. Now. Because was this ne- quite near the end of the war then, that big giant gun? That was actually quite near the start of the war. That was in the 1930s. Oh. And, and they sort of stopped using it after a while because they were starting development on this next thing that we have to go through a different kind of uh, of of technology to get to first. Now, okay. have you ever heard of the Panzer 8 mouse? Panzer in general sounds familiar. Yeah. The Panzer is the pattern of tank that they used most commonly in the German army, the German Panzer tank. They had the Panzerwagen, which was like a tiny little tank, which had an automatic firing cannon. And then they had the big Panzer tank, which had the big single shot, boom, kill you. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a great explanation there. Yeah. Why did you understand it completely? Yeah. <laughs> now, I have to share this with you again. This is the precursor to what they were going to be doing later on. If you have the... uh... Okay. Got it. Just saving it. And it saved. Let's pop it up. Doesn't look too scary, to be fair. On one page. Yeah. Now... It doesn't look too scary because you don't have that much perspective. (laughs) I mean, in life, I don't have fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Because. Okay, there it is. This is the Panzerkampfwagen 8 Mouse. It's a German World War II super heavy tank. It is the biggest tank they ever made. But this is only a prototype. It was the only one ever made, and it was captured by the Russians in late 1944. Okay. It is the heaviest fully enclosed armoured fighting vehicle ever built. Five were ordered, but only two hulls and one turret were completed. The turret being attached before testing grounds were captured by advancing Soviet military forces. So... See, the, see, the uh, thing is, I was j- just to say the thing I was completely expecting. Just in my English-speaking language, naturally heard yeah. mouse. Naturally thought oh, it's going to be a tiny tank. It's going to be me, yeah. a little spy thing. No, the complete fucking opposite. M A U S is this? Yeah, there, it, there's a reason though. There's a reason why this one's only called the mouse, and I'll explain that in a minute. Okay. Because this one has a mass. Of 188 tons. It has a length of 1.2 meters, a width of 3.71 meters, and a height of 3.6. It required six crews a commander, gunner, two loaders, a driver, and a radio operator. And its armor at the front was 8.7 inches thick, which meant that no current. Um, Weapons, realistically, on any tank could have penetrated its armour from the front. None of them. Not but now. One. Well, now they could because we've oh, got you like Sabo rounds. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. But at the time, yeah, genuinely nothing could go through. But like, as I say, yeah, now we've got Sabo rounds, which, do you know what a Sabo round is? Not a clue. Oh, right. Okay, quick, quick clue. <laughs> this cool. is all about military tech, which is really cool, but also deadly. So, um... 
the Sabo round is a magnesium tipped um, round. It looks like a normal bullet, but it is mm. three feet long. And it tends to be fired either from a an automatic firing tank or from the A10C Warthog, which is a plane that, that sort of fires it from a chain gun on the front. But it can only fire it for a burst of 1.5 seconds. Because if it fires it faster than for longer than that, the Sabo rounds recoil will stop the plane in midair. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because the rounds are incredibly fast paced and incredibly, you know, big rounds. But not only that, as I say, they're also magnesium tipped. So as you fire it, the magnesium light, it hits into the side of a, uh, a tank and melts through the armor, causing a big explosion on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I mean it makes perfect sense when you explain it, but I just never thought of that concept of putting like because I've seen like magnesium and how they use it to like to go like in like building deconstruct you know when they're taking down buildings yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, sweet. <laughs> I have to be fair, really. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but basically, the, you don't really get to say much about the mouse apart from the fact that it was. It was essentially designed to be a support tank. It was designed to sort of sit there at the back, at the edge of the battleground and occasionally like roll up a big street or something like that where it can't get flanked. Because, of course, if, if you get behind it again, you can track it. Eventually, you can get behind it. You can uh, swamp it over. The tank gets taken down. Mm. But realistically, it was never actually, as I say, designed to be the be-all and end-all of what the germans wanted to make hmm. regarding tanks because this which i'm about to send you is the actual tank they wanted to make from that one it is called the rat <laughs> Fucking <hell. laughs> jesus <laughs> i don't know if to apl- I, I don't know how to feel about these names <laughs> I know, right? Fucking hell. Okay. Yes. <laughs> right. You've just much... seen the size of the rats, haven't you, Carl? How? <laughs> what are the size of rats in fucking in general compared to the mice that they have? Yeah, Jesus. they must be the size of fucking bears, man. Yeah. Rats the size of bears. <laughs> this out, people. This is fucking immense. Look at that. What the hell? By the way, that down there in the front, that is a big tank. That is a Hetzer, I believe, or something like that. But basically, it's it, that is an anti-tank um, gun platform right in front of it. That is to scale what it would look like. That just looks so like impossible to the power that would be needed to make that move even the tiniest yeah. bit like think yeah. about it, the kind of petrol the hummers take just a hummer yeah i've been crushing a second by that, that look at the people on the top as i just chilling like it's like it's normal to be up there as well yeah and this is the thing right Ad- admittedly this never got to be in production can I just but say as well, plans... I, love, I love it as well that they even realised yeah. when they were putting the concept together and putting this picture together, even they knew they wouldn't be able to cover it in anything and they even made it look rusty. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't they we put a look at fresh We can't coat possibly paint? maintain this motherfucker. Look at the size of it. Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, the Land Cruiser P one thousand Rat was designed by the Nazis. The plans exist. You can look at the plans. They have them. That thing would have worked. I mean, just because they had the plans, though, would it have worked? Would it have? Well, they're Nazis, and as we've seen, what they've been able to achieve so far, <laughs> if they're mean... going to put their mind to something, <laughs> it may, it have, may have been practically like... useless, but yeah. it would have worked. It would have turned into a building after like 50 miles. Well, this is the thing. This is the thing, because you're actually not far off. Right, so. It is not actually an anti-tank weapon. It is not designed to go onto a field and fight tanks. Okay. It is designed as a mobile shore battery. So, the railgun we were looking at before, the, the big Gustav, that is basically the precursor to this. Instead of laying the tracks down and moving it along a rail, it has its own tracks built in itself because it's a tank. And what they would do is they would gently roll it up and down the coast of France, back and forth or wherever they wanted it. And if any ships came nearby, it would turn its cannons towards them and fucking annihilate them. It was basically just an opportunity to have four or five of these things cruising up and down the coasts of German um, military areas and just destroying anything that comes near. <laughs> right, I mean, I, th- that makes more sense than yeah. taking them out and about. I still feel like it makes a lot more sense to just put the guns on, like, you know, some kind of frame like normal armies do. Like everyone does now, like everyone would ever, should yeah. ever. <laughs> but sure, okay. <laughs> if yeah, you really yeah. want to do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it's not necessarily the smartest thing they've ever designed. For example, let's just take into account the mass, which is 1,000 tons. It weighs as much as a building. <laughs> like, it looks bigger than most yeah, buildings. So I, yeah, that exactly. makes sense. Yeah, it's like a skyscraper just rolling around in weight. Like, if you go over the smallest, like, area of bog, you're not coming out again. You're fucked. So you don't have to put rails down anymore. They've got their own rails, but you need to have a very specific area that's been planned out and meticulously planned. So it's basically a rail anyway. Yeah, basically, yeah. In its entire length, by the way, 35 metres. So... Three times longer than the mouse. It's also 39 meters tall, uh, including the guns, which. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I just. It's well, I insane. Thinking... No, sorry. No, sorry. That's the guns, actually. It's 11 meters high. But it's. It's 20 people were supposed to crew it. <laughs> Up to 41 people could crew it. It is literally a land battleship. Yeah, yeah, like a warship. It is kind not. Of thing. Yeah, it's yeah. not a tank anymore. It's a whole different thing. And again, the designs exist. The Nazis wanted to make this fucking thing. They wanted to make a make lot no... of them. It's just why not just put the fucking guns on? It's your coastline anyway. 
It's you exactly just what you say, Carl. There. Yeah, but it's exactly what you say, Carl. It's just a bunch of absolutely over-the-top, messed-up Nazi yep, officers. Exactly going, what what is. is the coolest thing this thing could make? Okay, let's let's think about this. Okay, we're gonna do we're gonna do a really big tank. Okay, where's the other ones? Okay, because it is really big tank. <laughs> only my past experiences with drugs that makes me understand the thinking that went behind it. <laughs> exactly. The only reason. <laughs> oh man! Wow, I never it's, have uh, ever seen that before. Yeah, it's main armor, and this is on all platings. Like this, this is all the way around the fucking thing, was 14.2 inches thick. Like, that's... That's insane. Like, you cannot get through that armour. That's not possible. I mean, yeah, I, I was about to say, why would you bother doing it? Because no one's going to... If they were there, no one's going to try and go against him because they're right on your shoreline anyway, but I suppose I they might the have to... It, I have the answer as well. The answer is tall boy bombs, the first bunker buster bombs that they made, because those were what they used to destroy the Tirpitz. The Tirpitz was an unsinkable ship, supposedly. There were two sh two ships that were huge in the uh, German army. We could have put these on there as well, to be honest, the Tirpitz and the Bismarck, because <laughs> they're fucking huge, man. Like they were, they were the biggest ships, bar the Yamato, I think, which was a, a Japanese ship, which was even bigger and even more insane. But um, I think it's one of them, and it just doesn't look as impressive when you see a giant ship because it's like so hard with a reference because it's just in a big yeah. pool of water. Yeah, but but to put it into perspective, like the Tirpitz and the Bismarck were both basically one stop, one hit kills. Like if they came into a battle, it, it, that was it. No one else. Yeah, could yeah. Win. The the um, the Bismarck stood up against I think two different um, American battleships and a load of cruisers and stuff like that because it had just basically beached itself or got caught somewhere and they just nailed it for days and days and like, hours and hours and hours of bombardment to take down one ship and the Tirpitz well. yeah and the Tirpitz wouldn't even get taken down by that like. There were there were areas where the Tirpitz um, bow armor was so thick that just nothing would get through. So instead, they flew a shitload of planes over the top and just bombed the ever-loving fuck out of it. And they used tall boy bombs, which are these incredibly tall, as you'd expect, bombs, really thin. Yeah. Had a, an explosive well, I don't, I don't know what to expect on the fucking German names anymore, to be honest. Yeah. Man. Oh, no, like... these, these were the Allied bombs. These were the Allied oh. bombs. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Sense, actually, and they, they just German. penetrated straight through the bow of the Tirpitz and just, boom, blew the entire thing to pieces. But, of course, if you've got... So it's like a long 13... bomb, so that it would go through and it'd have more... Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. get it. Yeah, yeah. So basically, you pierce using the front of it, and then once it's inside, yeah. it detonates, and it has a time yeah, yeah. to tell it. Yeah. Um, but again, this thing's got fourteen point two inches of armor everywhere, and the turpits had a wooden deck, which this doesn't. This is just fucking steel. So if it had been made, it probably would have been relatively safe against oh. those kinds of attacks, and it also yeah. had. Okay. Four 128 millimeter AA guns. So if anything did try to fly near it, it could just shoot them out the sky. See, it all makes a lot of sense, but I, it still makes much more sense having it stationary. 
And I imagine you could put in so many more if you didn't build a fucking giant motor and house underneath it. Here's the thing, though, Carl. Here's the thing, though. It can actually go 25 miles per hour. Yeah, for about five seconds, sure. (laughs) (laughs) It had never. Here's the thing, right? It's actually pretty operational. It has a two meter ground clearance, which means it can basically drive over most trees. It's got yeah, um, that, that makes sense. an operational range of 120 miles. Does that mean like with um, if it was fully fueled up, you could go fully that fueled up? Yeah, that's surprising. I mean, it's yeah. still not. I was about to say, still not that far when you think about the size of it. But I suppose for what they wanted, it it was plenty. And of course, it wouldn't be going by itself. It would have a convoy for fuel and things like that, so it would be able to continue its drive even longer, etc. You know? True, yeah. It's, what, it's in its area as well, so yeah, it would have all that. Yeah, yeah. But also, no, do you want to know how, do you want to know how they managed to get that well, how they would have managed to get that to move? Uh, how do you mean? Right, so this is what it requires to get it to move. Eight different Benz engines, Mercedes Benz engines. To be honest, I expected more. So that yeah. that's, that actually seems like quite good engineering, I guess. True, but the only they reason make, is because they like they're cars in yeah. But the reason, yeah, true, and uh, especially Benz's, which you know is is nice to know that it was uh, going to be used in a weapon of war. Nice, oh, nice sure. there, Mercedes Benz. I'm sure there's <laughs> loads of companies that's been. Doing yeah. involved in wars, probably wars we yeah. don't even know about. That's probably not true. Actually, forget yeah. that. That's <laughs> yeah. not true. Why would we not know about this? But um, so yeah, it required eight of these uh, Mercedes-Benz engines, twenty cylinders marine diesel engines. So like that's twenty different fucking pistons going, and times eight, and they were. It doesn't say the literage of them, but they could put out seventeen thousand horsepower. I've been watching Clarkson's farm lately, and I know that's quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's that's basically that's that's where we step off of I want reality. I want to have a look at yeah. that again, though, because that's a fucking. I mean, that is a beast, and it's shocking yeah. to learn now from first looking at it that it's an actual viable thing. Because it yeah, sounds that, viable. That could have happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's surprising that it, some form of that hasn't really happened since because there's been nothing like that after. Well, the reason why is because um, shells are no longer realistically the best way to deal with um, with big ships. Battleships aren't a thing that exists anymore. You mainly have dreadnoughts and carriers and things like that because, again, because of the way they dealt with the turpits, you have... A, a ship out there in the uh, the area, and then you have a bunch of planes fly off from the deck, and they yeah. have four or five times the amount of weapons that you could fire in the same amount of time. They're more precise. They've got yeah. you know tracking systems and things like that. There's just no I need to have those kinds of calibers. It seems like you know one thing that seems to come through from the ones we looked at so far, with the exception of the first one, but I don't really think that will go against it anyway. Is, is the Germans seemed a lot more into land-based stuff and um, probably they water-based did. stuff as well rather than air which is yeah 
for the, and the one yeah. thing they fucking did was that should not have that should never be redone. It's just not a yeah. smart idea. None yeah. of that plane yeah. was a smart idea. Yeah, but again, you know, gave us the precursor to all of the the yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. getting to the moon and things like that. It's 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 crazy how much this stuff connects throughout history. Um but you ready for the for the final and most crazy one, Carl? Because this one I gets fucking am. weird. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> this is the story of Dick Locker. Dick Locker. <laughs> Dick Locker. Wait, Dick Locker or D Clocker? D Glocker. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call it the Clocker. Clocker. I don't know what I'm calling it anymore. So, okay, come through. You should have the picture. What the fuck is that? Okay, this looks like this shit's weird, Carl. I tell you what it looks like as I'm loading it up. To me, it looks. I don't want to say it before it comes up, but it looks to me like the German equivalent of the Liberty Bell. It's essentially, it's essentially that, but also a horrible, horrible Nazi death weapon. Oh, and what's that? <laughs> Has it got um, Nordic letters around it? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's got runes on the side. Runes, yeah. yeah. All right. Because the story of Diglocker is very, very strange. It's not necessarily 100% true, but there are definitely chunks of it that are true. And it's very interesting. So, Probably like the majority of the stories we talk about in here anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Who knows Diglocker... What's true? was a purported top-secret Nazi scientific technological device, or Wunderwaffe, also known as a wonder weapon. Um, it was later popularized by military journalist and author Nick Cook, who associated it with Nazi occultism, anti-gravity, and free energy research. To be fair, when I looked at it, I assumed it was going to be something to do with the occult side of it, because I knew the Nazis were quite into their occult stuff. They really were. Um, mainstream reviewers have criticized claims about Dig Locker being pseudoscientific, recycled rumors, and a hoax, etc. etc. We deal with that a lot on this, it doesn't necessarily stop us from being interested in the story. So, it's such a weird looking thing. I mean, just from looking at it, you know, not knowing what it is or anything. I can't, I assume a bomb. That's all I can assume at the moment. Yeah. Essentially, the idea is, and it, 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 it's difficult to know exactly what it was designed to do. But the, the, the actual, again, the designs do exist. They are there. But we have no idea what they do. We've only got a very small proportion of the actual designs needed to put the whole thing together. So essentially, you're just looking at one piece of a jigsaw and going, I don't know, man. Like, is it a train? Is it a fucking, you know, a UFO? Is it a dog with a bone? I don't fucking know, you know. <clears throat> Which begs the question straight away as to why they got rid of, like, the rest of the plans or what, you know what I mean? Yeah, and there was a lot of stuff burned in those in those trials. And also, again, other thing to be interested in is, again, the anti-gravity thing. And a lot of people suggest that maybe de Glocker is connected to the UFO sightings and the ideas that the Nazis were working on, you know, 
saucer technology and all this kind of stuff and having secret lunar Nazi lunar bases and stuff like that. It all comes yeah, in with involved with Dick Locker. Because to be fair, yeah, like the timing is most of the um the report started from like the atomic bomb kind of time, which is also the time mm-hmm. of like the war, obviously. Yeah, yeah. They say after the atomic bomb, but it's obviously after the war, so it's all the same. Yeah. Allegedly, the it was an experiment carried out by Third Reich scientists working for the SS in a German facility known as Der Reiser, or the Giant, near Wenceslaus mine and close to the Czech border. The Glocker is described as being a device made out of a hard, heavy metal, approximately 9 feet wide and 12 to 15 feet high, having a shape similar to that of a large bell. According to Cook, this device ostensibly contained two counter-rotating cylinders, which could be filled with a mercury-like substance, violet in colour. This metallic liquid was codenamed Zerum 525 and was otherwise cautiously stored in a tall, thin thermos flask a metre high encased in lead. Okay. So it sounds fissionable if it's a, if it's something kept in lead. But also yeah, like yeah. a violet-coloured metallic liquid. Very interesting. So, they, no? so there's no... Um, we don't actually know what that liquid was, though. No idea. Okay. No idea. Because it sounds like something like nuclear or something, doesn't it? But this was obviously before the atomic bomb and stuff. Yeah. But to be fair, didn't they know the atomic bomb was like um, feasible for like 15 years before it was made, didn't they? So It, w- it was theorised. Yeah, yeah. It was theorised. Um, and, you know, the idea of how much energy was in an atom and stuff like that. But the actual splitting of it was, was yeah. tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. It was additional substances said to be employed in the experiments referred to as liked metal or light metal included thorium, which is a actual radioactive material and can be used in thorium power reactors, which are actually, by the way, the safest kind of nuclear reactor because you have to actively heat up a thorium reactor to get it to produce the reaction because you need to melt it in with a solution of liquid salt. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because because uh, you always hear like nuclear like um reactors and stuff that they're really like dangerous, but from what I've heard a lot of them aren't. So, the vast know. majority are really safe. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, the vast majority of times like I went to uh, I think it was the, was it the Magnus one or something like that recently and inside the nuclear reactor you have a base radiation of zero you step outside and the radiation increases because there's a background radiation everywhere but because it's inside (laughs) the nuclear facility they're like no we're gonna lock it all down it's completely safe in here no radiation at all thank you apart from where it's supposed to be (laughs) okay Okay. (laughs) yeah um So, yeah, Cook describes Diglocker as emitting strong radiation when activated, an effect that supposedly led to the death of several unnamed scientists. I mean, it's Nazi Germany. Again, unnamed scientists dying seems pretty fucking Nazi to me. They're like, yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah. None of that survived. Uh, I'd be shocked to find out that no one died. Yeah. Um, and various plants and animal test subjects as well also died. 
Based upon certain external indications, Witowski states that the ruins of a metal framework in the vicinity of the Wenceslas mine, aesthetically dubbed the Henge, may have once served as a test rig for an experiment in anti-gravity propulsion generated with Glocker. Others, however, dismissed the derelict structure as simply being a conventional industrial cooling tower. But who can know? So, so what evidence have they got that, like, that it was anything other than... So I, I'm kind of confused what they were trying to say. It might have been like something to do with anti-gravity. What, like, yeah, not this an is alien the thing. This stuff, is... just... This is the reason why it's sort of it's not too sure, but it, it it's it's got uh, some people have said it's an anti gravity device. Some people have said it's a, a free energy thing, like kind of fusion reactor. Some people have said it would have been um, uh, an an actual um, sound weapon, like something that would have been designed to create an enormously like deafening sound, yeah, and yeah. just you know deafen the entire enemy soldiers basically and your guys would be safe because they'd have the whatever it was to protect them from it um there's other people who've suggested it was a weather machine other people have suggested it's a you know all these different kinds of things and again Mm. this is why i put it at the end because it's such a a strange thing but again the files exist that there are plans that relate to Glocker. And we don't know what it did. Uh, and so there's like no explanation for the um, runes either. Then, like, no, that's so weird. I mean, okay. So is that well, an actual photo of that art- concept? That's that's a, that's an artist representation. But okay. all of the artist representations are very similar because, again, you've got you've got, you've got plans, plans of this yeah. thing. That's fucking crazy. Um, yeah, just. It just makes no sense what it is. Like normally, you can all the other stuff. Like seeing Freddy, you know, you know what it is. It's a fucking tank. It's a giant gun on rails and just a bow. Yeah. There's um a little bit on more information on its supposed whereabouts. So Witowski's uh, statements, about along with Cook's views, prompted firmer con- further con- further conjecture about the device from various American authors, including Joseph P. Farrell, Jim Mars, Henry Stevens, etc., etc., etc. Farrell says that the device was considered so important to the Nazis that they killed 60 scientists that worked on the project and buried them in a mass grave. Hitler's this this is also documented in his book Hitler's suppressed and still secret weapons science and technology in 2007. Stevens states that De Glocker contained red mercury, which um, is known to be used in various things again like fusion and things like that. It's a very like it's a it's almost mythical substance when it comes to that kind of thing. Yeah. And describes stories alleging that a concave mirror on top of the device provided the ability to see images from the past during its operation. Now, at that point, I leap off of <laughs> the crazy train, because that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a whole different fucking set. <laughs> it's still, it, it, sounds, asking, it just sounds like some kind of like, no, it's just like um, just some form of like future technology that they probably just didn't understand, and they saw yeah. it as an occult thing, which is probably what most of that kind of stuff is, but... But what it brings me back to again my previous point with um, with Gustav, you know the the big fucking cannon, because that went 
big fucking cannon and then they made a prototype of the base that they were going to put that cannon on and then they were going to combine the two things into the rat. Yeah. And I sort of get that feeling with this as well. Like it was a piece of a much larger puzzle, if you know what I mean. And this was the start of something that they were going to put together to make something either truly horrific or truly impressive or both. Because they're maybe like you know their weapons are getting bigger and bigger. Maybe just like a power source. Could be. It could well be. Mm. Yeah. I mean, again, like there's. I I personally think that a a a free energy thing is more likely than you know. um, Yeah. Seeing into the fucking past or anything like that. It seems like the kind of thing that a Nazi Germany would want a free and unlimited source of energy for their, you know, power. I mean, the only thing like the looking into the past thing that you can, that makes any kind of sense is if it's an anti-gravity thing, then maybe in some way, I suppose you're right. Yeah. If it is. Yeah. But I don't see them having the ability to do that. And if they did by pure accident, they wouldn't have known what to do with it. And it's why it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. But it's interesting, man. It's just mm. interesting to me that these these things are still out there, you know? Yeah, And yeah. there's no one else who's done shit quite like what the Nazis did. And I'm not saying be a Nazi, by the way. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> don't be a Nazi. Never be a Nazi. They're shitty people. But what is it that gave them the ability to do that shit? Drugs and hate. Yeah. Drugs and hate true. give you a lot of energy. And if you're smart too, yeah. you're, <laughs> yeah. you're on it, man. You're going to keep going yeah. forever. Yeah, it's a good point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Probably like, that simple. Yeah, yeah. We just hate these people enough that we are going to keep killing them in uh, whatever way we want to do. In fact, we're going to come up with new and interesting ways of killing these people. Just to make Because quite frankly... Cool. Yeah, we're so bored of killing these people. Why don't we yeah. fly upwards between them in this incredibly fast plane as they won't know what the fuck's going on? That'll it's be- just like, it's just craziness <laughs> mixed with pissing contests. They want to just look better than everyone oh, as well, yeah, have the absolutely. craziest shit, to scare yeah. the shit out of everyone. <laughs> but then you think about some of the British, like the Allied ways that they fought against it, like some yeah. of the, one of the best ones I think is great. And the fact that it works as well is amazing. Is they had like something like um, 30, 20 or 30% of like all. Uh, British, um, I think it was American ships actually, bedazzled. Have you seen that? They were bedazzled. What? No. I'm going to find a picture of this for you. It's, um, it sounds crazier than it is. Like, we didn't think bedazzled. They didn't have like glitter hanging off a a a labula, whatever it's called. I'm trying to talk about bedazzled vaginas there while I'm searching. It's not working. Labia, that's it. (laughs) 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 It was, yeah, bedazzled. It was a way of, um, Oh, breaking up there the camouflage. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, basically, yeah. it makes it look like it's a reflection of the water as opposed to an actual ship out there. Yeah. Uh, I, mm, I, I, if that's what they were going for, it might have been what they were going for, but that's yeah. not what it looked like in the end. Um, I don't really understand how it worked at all, to be quite honest with you, but apparently... Where the fuck did that go? Hold on. I sent it to the wrong place, apparently. Oh, no. Where did that go to? Downloads here? What the hell? Save there, yes. 
Um, yeah, I don't know how exactly it was supposed to work, but it apparently worked, and like literally most of the ships that had this on just did not get sunk somehow. Uh, it's like a legitimate thing. That. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> please, so please enlighten us. For anyone that can't see up. it, it's ships that yeah. are just random black and white lines painted in kind of different directions, kind of askew to each yeah. other at different parts so, of the ship. So, close up, it's pointless. Don't get me wrong. Close up, it's pointless. But, of course, on a big open sea, you're seeing shit all the way out to the horizon. And mm-hmm. that is what that is designed for. Because when you're looking down the, uh, the, the telescope towards the horizon to see what's there, and there's a boat off in the distance... If it's one solid thick color and you see it, you can see the edge incredibly clearly. But when you break it up, it suddenly sort of blends a little bit more into the background. So you've got the white against the black. So it starts to sort of disappear into the haze in the distance of the thing. It's very much in the same way that camouflage works in real life. Because if you look at someone wearing camouflage, of course you can see someone wearing camouflage. But it's not about that. It's about breaking up your form amongst other things. So if you're wearing red in the middle of a um, uh, uh, a field, uh, a forest, yeah. you're going to get seen. You know, because it's going to you're going to see it through all the leaves. But if you're wearing all the camouflage, it's broken up your form enough that your mind, anyone else's mind, will do its normal trick and just fill in the blanks because yeah. you don't actually see all of what you see you see about 10 percent of what you actually see so in the distance it feels stranger that would do that from that though (laughs) yeah but it's it's it sounds weird but it's a similar sort of thing to what they did with planes because a Mm. lot of planes would would sort of fly over and they did they sort of painted the bottoms of it blue because they thought you know it's the sky's blue the plane's blue you won't be able to see it but what they actually found out is the reflection they were getting back made it look bright white from down below and like you you'd really easily see it yeah so instead or it was either that or the other way i can't remember but what they did instead is they started painting the back bottom of them pink because the reflection of that made it almost disappear oh, into so the sky just because i'm seeing it like that yeah i'm looking at it yeah because you're looking completely yeah different. exactly okay yeah yeah you're looking at it at sort of right here and right now in front of you, and that's not what it's designed to do. Yeah, it's designed yeah. to to mess with the edge of your periphery to sort of give you that. Is there something there? Nah, no, nah, there's nothing. There. Did they, and then of did course, they use, by the time you've said that, you're shot. Did they use any kind of like targeting stuff back then? Do you know, or was it literally just like free aim? Nope. Free aim. They they okay. they they'd have a targeting thing on there, and it would have a certain amount of things like. Okay, so range find that guy's over there. He's twenty miles away using the range finder. Okay, how long is it going to take for the the thing to get there? What kind of parabola, parabola do we need to get to get it to hit? Yeah, yeah, it's all so it's like it's mad. the tiniest little bit of like you know that even changing like you know like a meter, making it look it just a tiniest bit further away or closer or whatever yeah. will throw it all up. Not only that, yeah, not only that, but there, there were some ships that were capable of firing the barrages at different like so they'd have three guns on the deck and all of the guns would aim at one target they'd fire up really high in an arc 
then they'd aim down and fire again and aim down and fire again. And the reason why is because they were setting up the arc so that the first one would launch. And while that one was beginning to come down, the second one was already firing. And by the time those two hit, the third one was already yeah, firing. Yeah. All at different parabolas hitting exactly the same point. So out of the blue, instead of having one splash and being able to dodge, it's just suddenly boom, 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 and you're fucked. That makes sense <laughs> from when you see it, actually, because you generally always see that they're always doing that. They're coming, it's like they're always coming down when they're shooting, when you see it in videos yeah. and that. Yeah. Yeah, it's because that as well. Okay. That, the other reason for that is you don't necessarily want to si fire into the side of the ship again because of the turpits thing. It's got a soft wooden deck on the top, and you want to lob them down into that. Yeah. You know. But you're still going to shoot to the side anyway, because well, I don't like my tip yeah, and then my... Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what the armor piercing's for, because they fire hell, they fire the shit out of high explosive on the top, set fire to the top of the ship, and then fire into the side of it with the armor piercing and sink the fucker. Horrible, horrible way to go. It's all horrible, but it's all kind of amazing, though, as well. When it you is, think about isn't it? it. Yeah. All of this yeah. is so interesting. Yeah. 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 Man. Like Nazi it. death machines. We'll yeah. have to um, do one just because I imagine there's all other kinds of crazy shit, like just not not even just from the Nazis, because I know some like from old back in times and that. Like, there's probably oh, some yeah. crazy ass fucking shit. Yeah, there's there's some mad Russian shit out there. There's some crazy shit the Chinese have done, and not only that, but we haven't even got into the scientific experiments yet. Like that shit gets even more messed up and horrible. <laughs> oh, the general like Nazi ones. Yeah, man, fucking hell, Mega yeah. and shit like that. I've heard some. Yeah, I think I've taken a lot of them out of my brain. I can't. Yeah. I, I assume I can't think of them right now, but I know there's some fucked up ones. Yeah, Mengele was one of the most fucked up ones. He was one of the ones. Oh, was that get... the twin one? Yeah, yeah. He'd okay, get Jewish yeah. twins, yeah, yeah. and then he'd torture one and see if the other one could feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he enjoyed it because and... he was a dirty, nasty bastard. And seen ones of like putting dogs head, like crazy ones, do like dogs heads onto people and random shit and swapping. I swear there was something about. It. I don't know if it was Nazi, but two-headed dog that they made they actually lived for a bit. Both of them was Russia. videos. That's yeah, fucking crazy. Russia. They they were seeing if they could um, successfully do a head transplant, and then that was basically the thing that convinced everyone. Yeah, you could, but you probably fucking should. <laughs> yeah, fuckingly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I'd want to go to uni to do now. You know, if I could go to uni and do anything, I would choose to go and do like theology and history. That's I'd love to do all that kind of stuff. It'd Just the history of religion. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. at the same time, what the fuck kind of job are you going to get from that? Really? Other Nothing. than a professor. What, no. or, or a priest. <laughs> yeah. I could start a cult. I could yeah, do it anyway, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again. Yeah. You don't need, you don't need a degree to start a cult. Look at Charlie no. Manson. There you go. Um, yeah. I do need a lot of yeah. LSD though, maybe. Yeah, but I that's fine. That. You can find yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> never. I've, that's one thing I've never had. You know, I've never had like acid or LSD, anything like that. Yeah. No, I've 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 never had a single hallucinogen yet. It's um, it's one of my great disappointments. I haven't purposely had hallucinogens, or knowingly had hallucinogens, or still don't know how I had that trip. But I, I mean, I have. Fucking <laughs> mm. <laughs> apparently bombing. Pure MDMA for like four days straight, constantly will make you trip out. It seems, yeah, it probably would. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And mixing that with yeah. a lot of alcohol, a lot of bud, you know, they think, yeah, 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 still fun though. 
<laughs> no, you ever done strawberry? Ever done strawberries and cream, as they call it, which is uh, MDMA and cocaine? Uh, no, I smoked it, cocaine, but yeah, M- MDMA and uh, and cocaine once again, not a, knowingly. Yeah, it's an incredibly heady mix. It's uh, I can imagine. Yeah, there was, there's a friend of mine whose whose sister told us a story about her and her girlfriend, and they'd tried a little bit of strawberries and cream, and they'd ended what the fuck up. Does that name of, even come from for me, though? I I don't know, but um, <laughs> by the time they got to uh, to the end of the night, they'd literally been sort of cutting each other on the back and stuff because it felt nice, and they'd sort of lost their inhibitions due to the coke and shit. Shit got weird. Don't mix coke and MDMA. Right. <laughs> I can't imagine. I don't know. I can't imagine like from the experiences I've had with MD. Like I can't imagine doing that out in a uh, sorry inside. Like yeah. the atmosphere I was doing this. Ah, you see, that's the thing. So where where did you usually do MDMA? Was it a, a rave or something like that? Oh, the download. Ah, was there for the four five days? Oh. Oh, I, no, the, I don't I, think I, I started do that. on the Wednesday and I stopped on the Saturday because I tripped out. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't think I could do that though, man. I don't think I could do MDMA at download. Metal music really doesn't doesn't fit well with me when I'm on MDMA. I'm just sitting there like, oh Jesus, this is too much. Oh, it's <laughs> it's too loud. Oh, it's too aggressive. I think Why is energy, he so angry? The <laughs> the energy of it was what I liked more than anything, and yeah. Um, I think that was the only. I think that was the first time I'd had it proper. No, I'd had little bits like at parties and stuff, and that was like yeah. the first time I'd had it like more so for a long while. So I'd only yeah, had it yeah. in little dabs and thought it would be the same. But now, to be fair, up until that night, it was really fun. Met a lot yeah. of fun people. I think I don't know. There might have been I don't know what it is, man. I creeped out someone like every... I knew, but that was about yeah. it because <laughs> I think they every... knew how high I was. <laughs> yeah, I think every time I've 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 done it, it's been. Um just me and a couple of mates and we'll go somewhere where we know no one's going to turn up, bring a load of bud with us. We'll bring some, you know, some drinks and things like that. Not alcohol, just soft drink. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll, uh, let, you know, lower the lights down a little bit, have a little bit of a line, wait for it to come to, you know, to hit in. And then you just sort of listen to banging tunes all night long, skank away with your mates, have great conversations. Like at one point I was, I was fucked off my face on it. And, um, I was talking to this guy I knew who's an absolute hero, but, but we were just sort of having a little conversation. He was like, okay, if, if, um, if you could be anything, any object, what kind of object would you want to be? Like what a, a piece of furniture in a room. And I just immediately went, I'd like to be a lamp. And he was like, why would you want to be a lamp? Because then I could be used to bring light to situations and also people could like create shit using the light that I made. So I'd still be being sort of an artist. And he's like, yeah, that's fucking incredible. And then because we shared that little moment, we have both immediately shoot the fuck right out of the stratosphere. So we're both gurning our tits off like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is weird how he does that though. You can have like a shared yeah. thing and it just shoots you off. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, that's 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 what a bit about the set is, you know, where I talk about like you know, creating invisible strands, of, oh, like, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah and making that, tiny pieces of doll furniture. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. That I was the best. I thought you were going with that story, then I was like, I swear there was something about yeah. a chair. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I literally that <laughs> I great. that is actually one hundred percent true. I was handing out little bits of furniture I'd made to my friends. It was incredible. And also when you're sitting there and you and you sort of just a group of mates who you know really closely, there's this warmth, this incredible warmth and close mm. connection when you're all going. Doing on. it together as well, yeah. Yeah, man. And and you sort of lying down in front of uh, a mirror and oh for God's sake, people keep messaging me. You're sort of lying down in front of a mirror and you've got a friend next to you and you're staring at each other in the mirror and you're like, oh, I'm, I know that's me in the mirror, but it doesn't look like me. It looks like a person impersonating my moves. Oh, this is amazing. I love it. But there's another place where me and my friends were so, me and my friend, we got fucked up and there was a, a, a little a picture of uh, the queen mum. Okay, right? yeah. <laughs> Just this little picture of her. And mate. Oh, whenever you looked at her, she had she was staring right back at you like, mm, what drugs are you on? And it's like, <laughs> I'm not on anything. <laughs> the way you said that then, I thought you was going to go into something like, oh, she just got so attractive for some reason. That, no. that noisy made you like, oh, man. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, that was, that was, that shit was amazing, man. I miss that shit so much. So I think as you get older, you don't want to be doing that kind of stuff as much now because you know your body just can't deal with yeah, it as can't much. Handle it as well, yeah, it takes that, so long to get over that shit. I think that was one thing why I took MD. Well, why we took MD with us when we went. Um, it's because have you ever had E? Like, yeah, it come down to that. Mm. I hate them. I love the it's feeling at again, the time, but oh, yeah, so it's not worth it. Ecstasy is 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 just cheap MDMA. That's what it is. Yeah, it's mm. just cheap MDMA, and I'm not up for that. And the thing about MDMA as well is, I always snorted it, okay, which hurts like a fucking cunt. Yeah, yeah. I was doing that. It at first. Really does. Yeah, the first one I always snort, and the reason why is as it's going up, you can tell exactly what's going to happen. You're like, okay, that's good stuff it smells right it feels right i'm probably going to be all right for the night I'll wait to see what happens when it kicks yeah. in and then i should be okay because if i just bomb it i can't fucking tell i have no idea what it tasted like no idea what it smelled like it's just gone down and i'm just gonna have to wait for the effects you know what i mean and it lasts a lot longer as well yeah yeah too long trust yeah. me too long too yeah. long. <laughs> I, could, I wanted it to wear off so much when I was in download. Like, yeah. I know I've gone through the story before, but I genuinely believe those snails were put on there <laughs> to yeah. attack, like, as some kind of revenge for me destroying the gig that I did not destroy. I still <laughs> need to turn it into a, into a bit on stage. I'm just trying to figure out the ending to it still. I tried it before oh, in the yeah. past, and I just don't know the ending. It's you okay. Know. What I think, what I, I know it sounds silly, and it might, it might not be perfect to your current situation but the way i always found it when i got stuck on writing a joke like that is i always try and find some other thing that relates to it and then you can sort of punch that in as the sort of combination ending that's, if you know what yeah, I mean, so as a comparison that's kind of where i'm leaning with it now more because yeah um i kind of um the last couple of times i think i did it when i was there with you just before i do that little bit about um um, you know, like I'm not comfortable in crowds. I love being on a stage and that. I think it's yeah. just comfortable having, you know, yeah, that bit yeah, because yeah. that leads to that. So I'm trying to figure out a way to shorten that to put that in there to yeah. get to that. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. 
Yeah. It's all getting there slowly and I'll be fine. I've got a couple of I've got a couple of my mates coming down for this gig on um Thursday, so it's like the first time I've had some of my friends coming down because I know you had yeah. that like last time. I feel like yeah, that's gonna oh, make me more nervous. I wasn't expecting it, man. I so wasn't expecting it that day. I had my mate Mike there and I was like, Oh, Mike will be there, that's fine. And then suddenly Ben and Beck turn up I'm like, Oh shit, now I've got to fucking now I've got to be good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it though. It's nice yeah. having a couple of things actually lined up as well. It is. I think I've got three potential gigs next month, which is it's lovely, man. It's just lovely to know that I've got shit happening. Yeah. Oh, actually, but, I'm going to talk to you about something else with that gig in a second, actually. But I think we should end this now, actually. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> we got to the national because, because it, it's starting to get to uh, a close. Uh, closing time and i uh i have to get up again in the morning and do yeah. more lifting well that's one thing i wanted to mention to you in a second but i'll mention it when we're finished excellent but um from everyone all of us and thank you very much if you got through to the end watching this because we've been chatting a lot of random shit for the last we was on about capping it and we just didn't yeah. all. no it's all right it's it's all right we, we we've done a shitload of, of stuff on nazis and then you got an assorted chunk of random shit in the world and if anything, I don't have a way to finish that sentence. Speak to you later. Later, people. Kill them with comedy. <laughs>